0: Put you back it with the automatics. We gon' set them to have it Wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey, woo <laughs> Oh, you feelin' sturdy, baby Shake it, uh, shake it, huh? shake it, uh, shake it uh. she, she like the way that I dance She like the way that I move mm-hmm. She yeah. like the way that I rock She like the way that I woo And she let it clap for a nigga She let it clap for a nigga And she, she throw it back for a nigga Yeah, she throw it back for a nigga yeah. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. That's right. It's another edition of the Fan in the Van podcast. So let's jump right into it. Obviously, the Yankees have fucking sucked lately, losing seven of eight. When they score, they can't pitch. When they pitch, they can't score. Same old story. Who knows how they're going to fix it at this point? Judge is now up to 45 home runs. Um, You know, and the age-old question is, can he do it? You know, can he break Maris's record? He's four ahead of the pace than uh, Maris was at the same amount of games played this time back when Maris broke it to obviously Judge playing now. But I'm not here to discuss Yankee baseball today. I'm not even here to discuss the fact that Deshaun Watson's going to play in week one of the preseason, which I think he shouldn't be, but regardless, you know... The state of the NBA, we've seen how it's drastically changed from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s, to 2010s, and now the 2020s, and we've seen that each year as of late, it's, built, it's become more of a bitchy, pussified era of self-entitlement. And the latest to prove such is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant throwing out ultimatums like it's nobody's business. Well, if you don't fire the GM, if you don't fire Steve Nash, then I reiterate again, I want my treat. When did the committing to a team for the length of your contract go out the window? Because you don't like one or two things the GM or the coach has done. Maybe Steve Nash isn't the right choice to lead Brooklyn to a title. Okay? But again, there's only so much Steve Nash can do sitting on a bench. It's you, the player, like Durant, Kyrie, and others, that need to get it done on the court. So you got to take accountability. If you're going to throw blame on the coach, throw some of it on yourself. It, it it's really as simple as that. I mean, we've seen now for the past past few years, obviously the forming of super teams. None of us like it. And some of us do like it. But this is what the NBA is. This is the new NBA. It's I don't get what I want. Let me throw a fit, let me throw a tirade, and then I get what I want. Okay? I mean, you look at James Harden. He didn't like situations where he was do a little tantrum, sat out, did this, did that. And now he's in Philly. And now it looks like Philly is a destination Durant would go. For the life of me, I can't understand why you got a lot. It's the same thing with LeBron James. And granted, LeBron, I give him credit for at least finishing out his contracts, not asking to be released or traded before the contract ends. But for the life of me, if you're this great NBA player, and LeBron falls into this category too. Then why can't you get it done with what you had? Why couldn't KD, Westbrook, and Harden, if they're so good, why couldn't they win one in Oklahoma City? Why? If LeBron was the savior for the Cleveland Cavaliers, why did it take so long for him to come back to finally win one when he needed Kyrie? And you could sit there and you could say, well, look at what Jordan won it with. You know, Jordan won it with Pippen. He won it with Rodman. He won it with Coach, He won it with Steve Curry. He won it with John Paxson. He won it with Bill Wellington. Luke Longley. You know, Bill Cartwright. Horace Grant. You know, Scotty Burrell. Ron Harper. Notice none of them, other than Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman, anybody else I've named, they're not Hall of Fame caliber players. And Jordan didn't leave to go to them. Pippen got traded in the draft year. He was drafted and got to Chicago. It's not like Jordan recruited him. It's not like Jordan threw a tantrum to get him. Okay? Dennis Rodman, there was a hole at the power forward position. And Chicago addressed it. It's not like they brought everybody and their mother in. And it's funny because if Shaq said, hey, if I knew that we could team up with people, I would have went to Chicago. The Bulls would have won 10 straight. Shaq's not lying. If you put Shaq with with Shaq with friggin' with Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman, (sighs) 10 Pete, easy. Okay? But with these ultimatums, it's like, well, if I don't get what I want, I'm out. Okay. But look at what the Nets are asking for in return. The Nets the Nets tried to make a deal with Boston. They want Tatum and Jalen Brown. Boston's relevant. Boston's a player away from winning it all. They're not about to trade two to three marquee guys and then give you half the world in draft picks for Kevin Durant, for them to go from top of the NBA East to before the cellar door. They're not going to do that. And it's going to be the same thing in Boston as it was in Brooklyn, as it was anywhere else Durant's going to go. Okay? If they don't win, somehow it's the direction of the GM. It's the coach. It's something else, but it's never you. That's the problem in today's NBA. There's no accountability. There's none. There's none. It's always... It's the GM's fault. It's the direction the team's in. It's the coach. It's this. It's that. It's oh, the cameraman didn't have the right angle on me. That's why I missed the shot. But never, never the NBA players' fault though. To why you lose a big game or or, or just where play goes wrong, whatever it is. Now there's some in the NBA who will take accountability, but the percentage is so far few in between. It, it, it's staggering. But when you look at a guy like Kyrie, now a report came out that Kyrie's in the same boat. Kyrie don't like Sean Marks. He don't like Steve Nash. And then Kyrie came out to defend his, his character. And he's like, I never said that. But now, apparently, the Lakers are going to go all in and trade all these draft picks away, give the Lakers, give the Nets whatever they want for Kyrie. If I'm the Lakers, the direction you should be going in is a total rebuild. Trade off LeBron, trade off Davis, trade off Russell Westbrook, suck for a year or two, get some decent draft picks, build that way. Because all the reports I'm reading is that the offense this year is not going through LeBron, it's going through Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis could stay healthy, that makes sense. And I know I just said trade the whole team off. But if you're going to make Anthony Davis the facilitator of the offense, and Anthony Davis can stay healthy, then that works. And I've been saying this. LeBron has to realize that LeBron is not the same guy he was five, six, seven, even 10, 12 years ago. Even though he's playing at that same level... He's he can't he has to realize he's not the key guy anymore and that other people around him are going to have to facilitate and he's got to take a step back. And that's very hard for people to do. It's very hard for people to, to accept a lesser role. I mean, you look at Carmelo Anthony. He was used to being a starter since he was with the Nuggets. All of a sudden you know, he goes to Portland and he has to accept a bench role and he's been fine with it since. And that's a huge transition from go, from playing 40-plus minutes a game to barely playing 15. I'm not saying that that's what the Lakers or whoever were to, LeBron plays for next would do that, but at this point, if the Lakers trade for Kyrie... You're just going to have the same problems as last year. Can Kyrie, can Anthony Davis, and can LeBron coexist? You're in essence taking Westbrook out of the equation because he's going to be packaged in the deal to either go to Brooklyn or it's going to be a three or four team deal where picks are going everywhere and guys don't even know where the hell they're going. You're just going to have the same problem, but you're replacing Westbrook with Kyrie. And it's going to be, who's facilitating the offense? Now, if you bring in Kyrie, I'm sorry, Kyrie has to be the facilitator. And In in my honest opinion, Kyrie has to be the facilitator. If, in the Durant side of this, if, if Durant were to go to Philly, the offense runs through Joel Embiid. And the question remains, can Harden and Durant coexist in Philly because you saw at the end they really kind of weren't coexisting and Harden had a you know what James Harden had a right to kind of be annoyed because for almost a year and a half it all got put on him but again you want to be the guy you have to take on that weight so you can't bitch about it because you put yourself at this at this elite level where you think you should be the number one guy. So you're, you have to play like the number one guy. And with that comes a lot of, a lot of weight on your shoulders. And you got to be able to carry it. And Harden proved. Harden also proved he could do it. But he still needed the other two. And you never really got that in Brooklyn. You never really got that. Now. What does Philly give up? If they make this deal with Brooklyn. Again Philly's a team. That's a piece or two away. From winning it all. Why would Philly want to trade for Durant. And give up some of the key pieces. That have helped them get to where they are now. And where they could go in the next year or two. Or further. Down the, down the line. I don't think Philly would be a good fit with Durant. And I don't think Durant's a good fit for Philly. But again, in this NBA era of basketball, all these athletes have proven that they need someone else to win a title. Durant had to do it. He had to go to Golden State to win it with Steph and Dre and Clay. okay? LeBron had, LeBron had no choice. After he realized it wasn't going to happen in Cleveland, he had to hitch his wagon to Dwayne Wade to win a title, Kobe, Jordan, Tim Duncan never had to do that. Everybody always came to play with them. And Kobe did something that I don't think Jordan or Tim Duncan were ever able to do. Well, actually, Tim Duncan did it. Jordan probably could have, but we never got the chance because he always had Pippen and then he had Rodman. And he always had a decent supporting cast. But Kobe won three. Without his biggest guy there in Shaq. He won it with and he won it without Shaq. Tim Duncan won titles with guys who weren't supposed to be Hall of Fame type guys. Like Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker and, and company. So the NBA has changed. And it's not for the better to be honest with you. I like the older era of basketball where you were driving the hole, and there was and, and there was friggin' collisions in the paint, and they weren't getting called. Whereas to now, everybody gets excited because oh, where's Trey Young gonna shoot a three from next the fucking concession stand? I don't give a shit. All they are is whiny and entitled little kids. That's all this NBA is now. You lost that rugged, tough NBA when guys like Jordan, Duncan, David Robinson, Karl Malone, Barkley, you know all those guys. When they all left, and they all retired, and they went on to do whatever after retirement, whether it's go by the Charlotte Hornets, or you know be an analyst on on TNT, or go on to coach somewhere. Okay, you lost all that, and you see it every time a game's on. I mean, a guy drives the lane. And you barely and and your pinky barely grazes the guy and he wants a flagrant foul called. This is the state of the NBA. It's soft. It's softer than baby shit. It's not like when you watch the Bulls versus the, the bad boy pistons of the nineties and you drove the hole and you were pretty much getting put in a rear naked choke and clothesline midway through a for for a friggin' layup. And no foul was called. You didn't hear whining and crying. You didn't hear none of that. It was you got up. You got up. And you went on and you friggin' kept playing. That was it. This NBA, for a guy who claims to be so great, and LeBron, half his time on the court is whining at the officials. Now sometimes maybe does LeBron have a point that a foul should have been called? Okay. Okay. I'll give people like, I'll give them credit in that regard where if it's actually a foul that should have been called, then yes. But you don't have to sit there and cost your team a game because you're whining with the official and now your team's down a player because instead of you getting back on defense or you facilitating the offense, you're standing off on the side with the referee and you're like, wait, wah, 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 wah. Okay. You've never seen Jordan do that. All he did, he'd run by the official, and he'd be like, you fucking missed that call. And then he went on and played defense. So, people are going to wonder, well, then why do we have these debates on who's the greatest of all time if they're clearly two different eras of basketball? And that's my point. And it's been my point for so long is that for you people to say that LeBron's better than Jordan... They're two different eras of basketball. And if Jordan, again, played in this era of the NBA, he would dominate LeBron in every statistical category. It wouldn't even be close. In this NBA, Jordan would probably have more rings than the legendary, rest in peace, Bill Russell. Because he probably would. Okay? Michael Jordan's legacy would be far more superior 20 years from now as it is now. And granted, Michael Jordan is a global icon, not only because of basketball, but because of his branding with Nike. But just imagine Jordan in this NBA. The damage that Michael Jordan would do. And it's funny when they talk about how You know, oh, this Warriors team versus this Bulls team. You know, oh, and the Warriors would win that. Nope. Because you even got crybabies like Draymond Green, who, Draymond Green's style of play, he probably would have lasted in the rougher, tougher era of, of the NBA. LeBron wouldn't because he whines and cries more than a three-year-old who doesn't get a toy at at, at friggin' Walmart, okay? So, for all these young kids who, who come out there and say, this is the best era of NBA basketball, no, it's not. And there was a period I stopped watching it because it was so brutally disgusting of just nothing but whining, pissing, bitching, moaning, that I just wanted no part of watching it anymore. And these forming of super teams. And it's disgusting. But this is unfortunately what we have to accept. That this NBA will never compete with the old NBA. It just never will. It sucks to say it, but it never will. Um, but with that being said, I figured I'd pop on for a few minutes. I was going to do one yesterday, but... Um, I decided to come in late to work. You know, take advantage of having somebody who, uh, you know, can show up to work. So, (laughs) with that being said, uh, I'm going to take care of some stuff here. As always, to everybody who follows and retweets, my buddies at 1420 Sports, as always, uh, Nate's Daily Wagers, Average Joe Sports, Level the Playing Field Sports Podcast, Sports Bliss with Robin Chris, Recliner King Sports. Uh, My buddy Bray Wyatt, Fan24, if you're into pro wrestling, that's another one to check out. And everybody else who follows and retweets, as always, it's much appreciated. Uh, Stay tuned because in the next few weeks, um, if you're on Facebook, I'll put all the information out on Twitter. I'm going to do a Facebook Live with with a good friend of mine, Brandon. Uh, We're going to do a NFL preview show, so stay tuned for that. So everybody stay safe, and as always, peace.